to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prince for the week of February 14, 2021. We begin with some sad news. Cloyd Oaks passed away this, this week after a protracted illness. Cloyd first came to KSB when his first wife, Elizabeth, became the dorm parent for the little boys in Patton Cottage. Cloyd had been a Marine. He served as scoutmaster at the school, worked at the American Printing House for the Blind, and was assistant superintendent over the dorm program at KSB. His tenure spanned over 40 years at the Kentucky School for the Blind, and he was an avid supporter of the KSB alumni. He and his wife, Linda, became life members of the Kentucky Council of the Blind in 2016. Rest in peace, Cloyd. We're going to miss you. The ACB Leadership Conference and Legislative Seminar is taking place from February 21 to 23, and so there will not be a new edition of Sound Prints until February 28. Also, please note that ACB Families will not hold its meeting on Sunday, February 21, as it would conflict with the leadership conference schedule. Here are some of the virtual activities taking place during the next three weeks. All are on the KCB Zoom line. The number is 669-900-6833. Enter the code 862-9889-6972 from any landline or cell phone. The KCB Board of Directors meets on the third Monday of each month at 8 p.m. The Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision invites everyone to its next Low Vision Support Group call on Wednesday, February 17. Watch the KCB email list for the topic for the call. A month of information and fun is planned by Deb Lewis and the Education, Activities, and Technology EAT Committee for the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Roundabout, which meets each Friday from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. The theme for the February 19 Roundabout is Collections. Tell us about things you used to collect, things you collect now, or collections you would like to begin. Interesting stories about your collections or special items are welcome. Page Turners is on the Roundabout schedule for the fourth Friday of the month, so plan to share a book or two on Friday, February 26, that you think others might enjoy reading. The last in-person roundabout was almost one year ago, on Friday, March 6, 2020. Come to Roundabout on Friday, March 5, and mark a milestone of one year of virtual roundabouts. We'll be playing virtual blackjack and other games. It'll be a great time. And the fun continues on March 12 with our monthly bingo. Tri-State Library users will have its February Book Club and Business Meeting on Saturday, February 20 at 11 a.m. This month, we are reading King of Torts by John Grisham. The book is available on both Bard and Bookshare. We will also be planning future activities, so plan to be there. Guide Dog Users of Kentuckiana will hold its regularly scheduled monthly meeting on Monday, February 22 at 7 p.m. For reminders and announcements about these and other events, including Zoom links for connecting to the calls from your smartphone or computer, 
Join the KCB email list by sending a subscription request to kcb at kentucky-acb.org or by completing the list subscription form on any page on the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Have you had a conversation with someone on the phone or while riding the bus or at school, church, the grocery, or the doctor's office who had questions about blindness or low vision? When the conversation was over, did you find yourself wondering if you had given them the information they needed? Do you know how to follow up with more help? Or are these contacts just lost forever when they walk away or hang up the phone? Since 2013, KCB has hosted Crossroads Leadership Conferences designed to help attendees gain the skills they need to reach more people and build our organizations. Past Crossroads Conferences have been one- or two-day activities focusing on several topics or skills. This year, KCB will hold short Crossroads events that will target very special skills. Our first 2021 Crossroads, called Creating Connections, Getting and Giving the Scoop, will help us learn to share the information people need while building connections to grow our chapters and KCB. Crossroads Creating Connections is scheduled for Saturday, March 6th from 2 to 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Sign up by calling the KCB office at 502-895-4598 no later than Wednesday, March 3. Open to all KCB and ACB members. The KCB office number is 502-895-4598. When you sign up, you will be on a list to receive the Zoom contact information for logging in to Crossroads on Saturday, March 6. Pages 2 and 3 this week are devoted to the ACB Leadership and Legislative Conference. You'll find the agendas for the three days on page 2. On page 3, you'll find links to the Legislative Imperative Informational Podcasts that were broadcast on ACB Radio this past week. You'll also find the text of the one-page summary of our imperatives with the names of important contacts in congressional offices who are leading the way in sponsoring the related bills, and the text of the background information on the legislative imperatives. All of this information is very important as we seek to educate members of Congress, their staffers, and even our friends and acquaintances about these issues that are so important to helping us live fuller and more independent lives. And on page 4, you'll find an article about Microsoft's work on a new Windows 10X operating system, which was posted by Peter Altschul on the ACBL email list in January. We hope you enjoy this week's sound prints. We'll be back with you in two weeks. Page 2. Foster Voice, Choice, and Community at the 2021 ACB Leadership Conference. This year's event will be held virtually from February 21 to February 23, bringing together affiliate leaders and advocates from across the country. Programming for the conference is split into two main events, a day-long president's meeting open to everyone, which provides best practices to strengthen affiliates, and a two-day legislative seminar, which educates attendees on key issues facing our community, 
and prepares attendees for meeting with members of Congress and their staff for the remainder of the week. We will now bring you the President's Meeting Agenda. The President's Meeting is on Sunday, February 21, 2021, beginning at 10 a.m. and running to 5.30 p.m. There is also an evening program. 10.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, broadcasting on ACB Radio Mainstream. For your Alexa device, you can say, Alexa, open ACB Radio Mainstream. 10 a.m. Opening Remarks Dan Spoon, ACB President, Orlando, Florida, and Eric Bridges, ACB Executive Director, Alexandria, Virginia. 10.15 a.m. Dedication of the 2021 Leadership Conference to Charlie Crawford, past ACB Executive Director. Susan Crawford, Housing and Urban Development, HUD, Supervisor, and Charlie's wife, Silver Spring, Maryland, and Patrick Sheehan, ACB Board Member, Silver Spring, Maryland. 10.20 a.m. Update on ACB 2021 Conference and Convention. Janet Dickelman, ACB Convention Committee Chair, St. Paul, Minnesota. 10.30 a.m. Diversity and Inclusion Mentoring Program. How can ACB and our affiliates develop outreach to potential leaders and members from different ethnic backgrounds? Peggy Garrett, Multicultural Affairs Committee Chair, Missouri City, Texas, and Michael Garrett, Multicultural Affairs Committee Member, Missouri, Texas, Sandra Sermons, Multicultural Affairs Committee Member, Rockville, Maryland, and Regina Marie Brink, Multicultural Affairs Committee Member, Sacramento, California. 11.15 a.m. Connection Show 1, broadcast on ACB Radio Mainstream, Tony Stevens, ACB Director of Development, Baltimore, Maryland, and Debbie Hazelton, Program Director, ACB Radio, Dothan, Alabama. 11.30 a.m. Three concurrent breakout sessions. Choose from the following. Room A is on ACB Radio Mainstream and is ACB Radio Transitions to ACB Media Network. Broadcast on Mainstream. Discussion of the evolution of Internet Radio to podcasts. Live streaming on YouTube and beyond. And the launch of the Community Channel with Tony Stevens, ACB Director of Development, Baltimore, Maryland, Debbie Hazelton, Program Director, ACB Radio, Dothan, Alabama, Rick Morin, Technical Director, ACB Radio, Waltham, Massachusetts, and Jeff Bishop, ACB Board Member, Kirkland, Washington. Room B is Affiliate Communications and Marketing Toolkit. This will be broadcast on ACB Radio Live event. Are you struggling to reach new members, donors, and community partners? Does your affiliate have a communications plan? What's new with ACB email lists? Kate Vendemio, Mount Vernon Consulting, Rockville, Maryland, Kelly Gask, Executive Assistant and Multimedia Design Specialist, Woodbridge, Virginia, and Katie Frederick, ACB Board Member, Columbus, Ohio. Room C. ACB Membership Certification Process, Future Directions, broadcast on ACB Radio Special Event. How do we improve the process? 
Cindy Hollis, ACB Membership Services Coordinator, Flat Rock, Michigan. Nancy Becker, ACB Chief Financial Officer, Minneapolis, Minnesota. AMMS User Panelists, Carla Rushville, Louisville, Kentucky, and Jane Corona, Silver Spring, Maryland. 12.30 p.m. Connection Show 2, broadcast on ACB Radio Mainstream, with Tony and Debbie. They will interview guests and share highlights. 12.45. Sponsor Presentation. 1 p.m. Keynote Presentation. Getting Out Your Message in 2021. Will Butler shares his approach to communications in this new decade with humor, new social media platforms, and personal stories. Will Butler, Vice President, Community, Be My Eyes, Los Angeles, California. 1.30 p.m. ACB 2020, A Year to Remember, Highlight Video. 1.35, DKM First Timers Program and Leadership Fellows Awards for 2021. Kenneth Simeon, Sr., Derwood K. McDaniel, DKM Fund Committee Chair, Beaumont, Texas. And Zelda Gephardt, DKM Fund Committee Chair, Edgeley, North Dakota. 1.40 p.m. Updates from the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled, NLS. Karen Kenninger, Director, NLS, Washington, D.C. 1.50 p.m. 2021 Resolutions Process. Report from the Resolutions Task Force Committee. Ray Campbell, ACB Second Vice President, Glen Ellen, Illinois. And Gabe Griffith, Resolutions Committee Chair, Sacramento, California. 2 p.m. What's new with the ACB community? Cindy Hollis. ACB Membership Services Coordinator, Flat Rock, Michigan, Kayla Allen, Mesa, Arizona, Leslie Spoon, Orlando, Florida, Tyson Ernst, Springfield, Illinois, and Linda Yax, Harrison, Arkansas. 2.45 p.m. Connection Show 3, broadcast on ACB Radio Mainstream. Tony and Debbie interview guests and share highlights. 3 p.m., Three concurrent breakout sessions. Here are your choices. Room A. Why did you get involved in ACB? Let's learn from six new members under the age of 45. Broadcast on ACB Radio Mainstream. What was the initial attraction? What works? What are ACB's opportunities for improvement? With Michael Talley, ACB board member, Hooten, Alabama, Matt Selm, Kentucky Council of the Blind President, Louisville, Kentucky, Maria Christick, GDUI and BPI Treasurer, Albany, New York, Desiree Christian, ACB of Oregon, and Next Generation Member, Portland, Oregon, Kristen Kelling, Michigan Council of the Blind and Visually Impaired Secretary, Grand Rapids, Michigan, and Greg Wansnyder, Triple G, Community Event Facilitator and Zoom Host, Waukesha, Wisconsin. Room B, Fundraising Conversation with an Expert, broadcast on ACB Radio Live Event. Bill Reeder shares his 30 years of experience on relationships, planning, and implementation for fundraising campaigns. Bill Reeder, 
ACB Advisory Board member and Professor George Mason University, Ellicott City, Maryland, JoLynn Bailey Page, ACB Grant Writer, San Mateo, California, and Tony Stevens, ACB Director of Development, Baltimore, Maryland. Room C. What's new with audio description? Broadcast on ACB Radio Special Event. Learn about spectrum access, tips to advocate for AD with your local broadcast station, participate in virtual museum tours with audio description, and access audio description with a smart TV and subscriptions to Netflix and Amazon Prime Video. Carl Richardson, Audio Description Project ADP Co-Chair, Brighton, Massachusetts. Kim Charleston, Audio Description Project ADP Co-Chair, Watertown, Massachusetts. Joel Snyder, ACB Audio Description Project Director, Tacoma Park, Maryland. And Jonathan Sweet, Spectrum Accessibility, Denver, Colorado. 4 p.m. Connection Show 4. Broadcasts on ACB Radio Mainstream. Tony and Debbie interview guests and share highlights. 4.15 p.m. Get up and get moving. ACB's 2021 Advocacy and Development Campaign. Integrating advocacy with development and sharing ACB fundraising projects for 2021. Tony Stevens, ACB Director of Development, Baltimore, Maryland. Dan Dillon, ACB Resource Development Committee Chair, Hermitage, Tennessee. Donna Brown, ACB Walk Committee Chair, Romney, West Virginia. Leslie Spoon, ACB Auction Chair, Orlando, Florida. George Holliday, Monthly Monetary Support, MMS Committee, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And David Trott, ACB Treasurer, Talladega, Alabama. 5.15 p.m. Wrap-Up. Dan Spoon, ACB President, Orlando, Florida. 7.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. Fireside Chat with Leaders Community. Broadcast on ACB Radio Mainstream. Craig Metter, President, American Printing House for the Blind, Louisville, Kentucky. Lee Nasihi, President and CEO of VisionServe Alliance, Winter Park, Florida. Don Overton, Executive Director, Blinded Veterans Association, Alexandria, Virginia. Kirk Adams, President and CEO, American Foundation for the Blind, Arlington, Virginia. Mark Riccobono, President, National Federation of the Blind, Baltimore, Maryland. Mark Reichert, Interim Executive Director, Association of Education and Rehabilitation of the Blind and Visually Impaired, Falls Church, Virginia. And Dan Spoon, ACB President, Orlando, Florida. Next is the 2021 Legislative Seminar Agenda. This is for February 22 and February 23. Day 1, Monday, February 22, 2021. Beginning at 12 p.m., 12 to 1 p.m. General Session. Welcome and Political Outlook for 117th Congress. Charles Cooper, Managing Director, Chair of Advocacy at Signal Group, Washington, D.C. 1 to 1.15 p.m. Connection Show 1. 1.15 to 3.45 p.m. is a breakout session. 
on transportation broadcast on ACB Radio Mainstream. This will include 1.15 to 2.25 p.m. safe air travel for passengers with service animals. The Department of Transportation and the Federal Aviation Administration update and airline industry panel with Ray Prentice, consumer advocate from Alaska Air, Seattle, Washington, and Todd Green from American Airlines, Dallas, Texas. Others to be announced. 2.25 to 2.30 p.m. is a break. 2.30 to 3.45 p.m. is autonomous vehicles, DOT slash NHTSA to be announced, and AV Industry Panel with Eric Danko, GM Cruise, Washington, D.C., and a representative of Waymo to be announced, and Dave Furukawa, co-founder, Foresight Augmented Reality from Atlanta, Georgia. Breakout B, Live, Learn, and Earn with Vision Loss, broadcast on ACB Radio Live Event. 1.15 to 2 p.m. is Education, Debbie Grubb, Moderator, Bradenton, Florida, Lori Scharf, Waynesboro, Virginia, Mark Reichert, Falls Church, Virginia, Todd Reeves, J.D., M.S., Executive Director and CEO of Overbrook School for the Blind, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and Parent Advocate to be announced. 2 to 2.05 p.m. is a break. 2.05 to 2.55 p.m. is Rehabilitation, led by Doug Powell, Falls Church, Virginia, with Lee Nasihi, President and CEO of VisionServe Alliance, Winter Park, Florida, Kelly Buckland, Executive Director of National Council on Independent Living, Washington, D.C., and Bill Robinson, President, National Council of State Agencies for the Blind, Lansing, Michigan. 2.55 to 3 p.m. is a break. 3 to 3.45 p.m., Services for Older Americans with Vision Loss. Jeff Toms, Sacramento, California. Mark Reichert, Falls Church, Virginia. Chris Rogers, Rogersville, Tennessee. 3.45 to 4 p.m., Connection Show 2. 4 p.m. to 5.30, General Session 2. Voting and Day 1 Wrap-Up. 4 p.m. to 4.45, Election Assistance Commission. EAC Chair and Commissioner to be announced. EAC Statisticians. 4.45 to 5.30 p.m., Election Officials, Panel of State and Local Election Officials. Day 2, Tuesday, February 23, 2021. Beginning at noon, noon to 1 p.m., Welcome and General Session. Sachin Pavithran, Executive Director, U.S. Access Board, Providence, Utah. 1 to 1.15 p.m. Connection Show 3. 1.15 to 3.45 p.m. is Breakout Session A. Digital Inclusion. 1.15 to 2 p.m. FCC Disability Rights Office. Presenter to be announced. 2 to 2.05 p.m. is a break. 2.05 to 2.50 p.m. Broadband Access. 
Zach Bastian, Verizon, Washington, D.C., and other panelists to be announced. 2.50 to 2.55 p.m. break. 2.55 to 3.45 p.m. CVAA 2.0. Blake Reed, Boulder, Colorado. Carl Richardson, Brighton, Massachusetts. And other panelists to be announced. Breakout B. Health and Wellness. 2.25 to 2.55 p.m. Low Vision Devices. Joseph Nara, Powers Law slash ITEM Coalition, Washington, D.C. 3 to 3.45 p.m., Diabetics Bill of Rights, panelists to be announced. 3.45 to 4 p.m., Connection Show 4. 4 to 5.30 p.m., General Session, Blindness Partners and Conclusion. Paul W. Schroeder, Vice President of Government and Community Affairs, American Printing House for the Blind, Silver Spring, Maryland, and other panelists to be announced. 5.30 to 6.30, Legislative Imperatives Open Discussion. Wednesday, February 24 to Friday, February 26. Affiliate Virtual Capitol Hill Visits. Page 3. It's important that we all be up to speed on the issues to be discussed with our congressmen and senators this year. First, you will hear the brief one-page document that touches on each of the imperatives. When we visit congressional offices in person, we leave this document with a staffer or the member of Congress as a quick reference to each imperative. Next, you will hear the background information on each imperative. This is the information that is important for us to know before we make our visits and start talking about the issues. But before we begin, we want to also give you some links to Legislative Imperative podcasts that you can listen to to obtain more information. For Imperative 1, Secure Independence for Seniors and Medicare Beneficiaries, the podcast link is https colon slash slash tinyurl, T-I-N-Y-U-R-L dot C-O-M slash 2021 dash legislative L-E-G-I-S-L-A-T-I-V-E dash imperative I-M-P-E-R-A-T-I-V-E dash one. For Legislative Imperative 2, Disability Access to Transportation Act, the Data Act, the podcast link is https colon slash slash tinyurl, T-I-N-Y-U-R-L dot C-O-M slash 2021 dash legislative dash imperative dash 2. And for Imperative 3, Exercise and Fitness for All Act, the link is https colon slash slash tinyurl t-i-n-y-u-r-l dot c-o-m slash 2021 dash legislative dash imperative dash three. And here is the one pager. 2021 ACB Legislative Imperatives. The American Council of the Blind is the nation's leading member-driven organization for individuals who are blind and experiencing vision loss. With 65 state and special interest affiliates across the country, ACB is committed to increasing the security, independence, quality of life, 
and economic opportunity for Americans who are blind and visually impaired, and ACB stands committed to advocacy that lifts up our values. The following legislative imperatives represent several key issues in the 117th Congress that ACB believes will help us on our road to full independence and participation in our society. The Medicare demonstration of coverage for Low Vision Devices Act. For more than a decade now, Medicare has refused to cover the cost of low vision aids due to an eyeglasses exclusion that prohibits the purchase of any durable medical good with a lens. While the regulatory exclusion was seen as cost-saving by not covering eyeglasses, it has had a negative impact on those who, through the use of special low vision aids, could significantly increase their independence in the home. ACB believes that adaptive low vision aids can have a significant impact on an individual's ability to remain independent in the home. Such personal independence can have long-lasting effects toward aging in place rather than necessitating costlier institutional services. ACB calls on Congress to reintroduce the Medicare Demonstration of Coverage for Low Vision Devices Act, which would measure the various costs and benefits of removing the Medicare eyeglass exclusion. This bipartisan legislation is a smart approach to finding workable solutions that help seniors age in place. Offices in the House of Representatives interested in supporting reintroduction of this legislation should contact Danielle Sumner, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E Sumner, S-U-M-N-E-R, in the Office of Representative Maloney, Democrat of New York, or Shane, S-H-A-Y-N-E Woods, in the Office of Representative Bilirakis, B-I-L-I-R-A-K-I-S, Republican of New York. The Disability Access to Transportation Act. Congress must reauthorize the Fixing America's Surface Transportation, FAST Act, by September of 2021. The FAST Act fulfills the constitutional directive that dictates that investment in transportation and infrastructure is a core federal responsibility. It oversees the development and maintenance of roads, bridges, public transit, and rails. As the language of the new bill is developed, language that would positively impact the transportation options and safety for the blind community must be included. Specifically, ACB calls for the reintroduction and inclusion of the Disability Access to Transportation Act, or DATA Act. The DATA Act would provide greater flexibility in paratransit services to increase the independence and economic opportunity of disabled passengers, increase accessibility for pedestrian infrastructure, and modernize the U.S. Department of Transportation complaint process for consumers with disabilities. Offices interested in supporting the DATA Act and including it in the FAST Act reauthorization should contact Catherine, K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, Lee, L-E-E, in the Office of Representative 
Langevin, L-A-N-G-E-V-I-N, Democrat of Rhode Island. The Exercise and Fitness for All Act. For the quarter of Americans with a disability, equal access to fitness or exercise equipment and instruction remains elusive. As a result, people with disabilities are more likely to suffer from chronic health conditions, including heart disease, diabetes, and obesity. ACB calls for the reintroduction of the Exercise and Fitness for All Act. This legislation would require exercise and fitness facilities to provide a base level of accessibility for disabled consumers, both in the equipment as well as the instruction they provide. Offices interested to support the Exercise and Fitness for All Act should contact Kalina, K-A-L-I-N-A, Thompson, T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N, in the office of Senator Duckworth, D-U-C-K-W-O-R-T-H, Democrat of Illinois, in the Senate, and Sarah Jackson, S-A-R-A-H, Jackson, J-A-C-K-S-O-N, in the office of Representative DeSalnier, D-E-S-A-U-L-N-I-E-R, Democrat of California, or Kevin, K-E-V-I-N, Swanson, S-W-A-N-S-O-N, in the office of Representative Young, Republican from Alaska at large, in the House. For questions or further information on 2021 ACB legislative imperatives, please contact Clark Rackfall, C-L-A-R-K-R-A-C-H-F-A-L, ACB's Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs, C. Rackfall, R-A-C-H-F-A-L, at acb.org, or by calling 202-467-5081. The American Council of the Blind greatly appreciates your support on these critical issues for 2021, and we look forward to working with you during the remainder of the 117th Congress. Now for the imperatives. Imperative 1. Secure independence for senior and Medicare beneficiaries. Legislative imperatives. Backgrounder. In November of 2008, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS, promulgated a regulation that has had a detrimental impact on the lives of countless individuals who are blind or visually impaired. The durable medical equipment, prosthetics, orthotics, and supplies, DMEPOS, Competitive Acquisition Rule, contains a provision entitled Low Vision Aid Exclusion which states that all devices, irrespective of their size, form, or technological features that use one or more lenses to aid vision and provide magnification of images for impaired vision, are excluded from Medicare coverage based on the statutory eyeglass exclusion. ACB believes this extremely restrictive reading of the eyeglasses exclusion has resulted in the denial of vital assistive devices for seniors and other Medicare beneficiaries that offer solutions for sustaining independence in the home. This proposal has had a significant impact on beneficiaries with vision impairments who depend on assistive technology that incorporates one or more lenses to aid their vision. 
the expansion of the eyeglass exclusion has prevented access to devices such as handheld magnifiers, video monitors, and a wide array of technologies that utilize lenses to assist individuals in overcoming the obstacles impeding their independence. These tools are often essential for individuals with low vision who, without the aid of assistive technology, cannot read prescriptions, medicine bottles, and other important materials containing content that is vital to their personal health and safety. In short, these devices allow individuals with low vision to live independently and safely. Such a poor regulatory policy serves as a preemptive and unwarranted coverage denial for any new technology designed to assist individuals with vision loss. Knowing its influence in the medical devices marketplace, innovation and competition will be curtailed if Medicare continues to maintain this coverage exclusion. The unwanted side effects include sacrificing personal independence for more costly residential assisted living, which in the long run ends up putting greater strain on our entitlement programs. Call to Action ACB urges all members of Congress to co-sponsor and support passage of the Bipartisan Medicare Demonstration of Coverage for Low Vision Devices Act. In the 116th Congress, this bill was reintroduced in the House of Representatives by Representatives Maloney, Democrat of New York, and Bilirakis, Republican of Florida, as H.R. 4129. The House bill had additional bipartisan co-sponsors. In the U.S. Senate, we are seeking the bipartisan introduction of an identical companion bill for the first time. This legislation would elevate through a five-year national demonstration project administered by the Department of Health and Human Services the fiscal impact of a permanent change to the Social Security Act. This legislation would allow reimbursement of certain low-vision devices that are the most function-rich that sustain daily independent living. The devices would be considered durable medical equipment. Individuals will be eligible to participate in the demonstration project only after completing a clinical evaluation performed by an ophthalmologist or optometrist who would then deem a low-vision device as medically necessary. The data from the demonstration would provide valuable insight into how the eyeglasses exclusion impacts independence for senior citizens and other Medicare beneficiaries. As Americans continue to live longer into their retirement, the Centers for Disease Control, CDC, projects through their Vision Health Initiative, VHI, that severe vision loss will be a leading chronic health condition for the next 30 years. Based on an increasingly aging population and demographic changes in our country, According to CDC's VHI, blindness increases the incidence of other chronic health conditions, depression, and morbidity. Therefore, it is vital that Congress identify solutions that can sustain quality of life as Americans get older. Imperative 2. Disability Access to Transportation Act. Data. Background. The Fixing America's Surface Transportation, FAST Act, was scheduled to be reauthorized by Congress by September of 2020. 
The bill was first enacted in September of 2015, and it was considered to be the first comprehensive long-term piece of surface transportation legislation since 2005. The FAST Act fulfills the constitutional directive that dictates that investment in transportation and infrastructure is a core federal responsibility. It oversees the development and maintenance of roads, bridges, public transit, and rails. More specifically, the FAST Act strengthens transportation programs, refocuses on national priorities, provides long-term certainty and flexibility for states and local governments, streamlines project approval processes, and maintains a strong commitment to safety. In 2020, one of ACB's legislative imperatives was advocating for measures to improve transportation and environmental access through inclusion of provisions in the FAST Act reauthorization. Through collaboration with the cross-disability community, the efforts of ACB and our members led to the bipartisan introduction of the Disability Access to Transportation Act, or DATA Act, by Representatives Langevin, Democrat of Rhode Island, Katko, Republican of New York, and Titus, Democrat of Nevada. The bill number for the DATA Act was H.R. 6248, and the provisions for this bill were included in the House version of the FAST Act. Unfortunately, Congress did not reauthorize the FAST Act by the deadline, September 30, 2020. Instead, Congress passed a continuing resolution, which was signed by President Trump, that funded existing transportation programs for an additional year, until September 30, 2021. Call to Action ACB urges Congress to reintroduce the Bipartisan Data Act and to pass this legislation as part of the reauthorization of the FAST Act. The reintroduction of this bill enables the blind and visually impaired community to address transportation and infrastructure issues that allow for access and safety in their communities. The Data Act would create and fund a five-year paratransit pilot program allowing passengers to make one stop during their trip for purposes including child care, groceries, pharmacies, and financial institutions. Require the Department of Transportation and the U.S. Access Board to create guidelines setting forth minimum standards for pedestrian facilities in the public right-of-way. Provide greater access for individuals to file complaints regarding paratransit service with the Department of Transportation Civil Rights Office. Create an accessibility data pilot program to assist local communities in identifying gaps in transportation and methods to improve service to low-income, minority, older, and disabled populations. Increase funding levels for Section 5310 grants that fill gaps in services for older adults and people with disabilities. The blind and visually impaired community continues to face a lack of accessible transportation options and infrastructure-related safety risks. When meeting with representatives, please share personal experiences with paratransit and inaccessible transportation infrastructure. 
The passage of the Data Act will improve transportation access and help alleviate environmental access barriers, which will allow people who are blind and experiencing vision loss to live more independently in their community with greater opportunities for economic growth. And by including the Data Act in the reauthorization of the FAST Act, the FAST Act would fulfill its responsibility to strengthen transportation programs for all Americans. Imperative 3. Exercise and Fitness for All Act. Background. Physical activity plays an important role in maintaining health, well-being, and quality of life. According to the Physical Activity Guidelines for Americans, 2nd Edition, physical activity can help control weight, improve mental health, and lower the risk for early death, heart disease, type 2 diabetes, and some cancers. Physical activity can also improve mental health by reducing depression and anxiety. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, one in four U.S. adults is living with a disability, including 93 million Americans who are at high risk for severe vision loss. Adults with disabilities are more likely to have obesity, heart disease, stroke, diabetes, or cancer than adults without disabilities. Physical activity can reduce the risk and help manage these chronic conditions while improving daily living activities and independence. The CDC recommends engaging in physical activity outdoors, such as walking, to improve physical and mental health. However, adults with disabilities report fewer accessible environmental supports, such as sidewalks, accessible pedestrian signals, public and paratransit and walkable shops, and more barriers, such as traffic, crime, and animals for walking than those without disabilities. An alternative to outdoor physical activity is indoor exercise at a gym, fitness facility, or in a person's home. However, the CDC also found that the inaccessibility of many fitness facilities creates barriers for those with a disability to exercise due to the lack of accessible space, instruction, and equipment. Call to Action ACB urges Congress to reintroduce the Exercise and Fitness for All Act on a bipartisan basis in both the House and Senate for the 117th Congress. The Exercise and Fitness for All Act would promote the provision of exercise or physical equipment and exercise or fitness classes and instruction that are accessible to individuals with disabilities. Social isolation due to the COVID-19 pandemic has underscored what ACB and our members already knew, that the lack of access to accessible exercise and fitness equipment and instruction are a persistent barrier to equal access and results in deteriorating physical and mental health. In the 116th Congress, Senators Duckworth of Illinois, Casey of Pennsylvania, and Blumenthal of Connecticut introduced the Exercise and Fitness for All Act in the Senate. The number was S-1244. And Representatives DeSalnier of California and Young, Republican of Alaska at large, introduced the Companion Bill in the House, H.R. 4561. The Exercise and Fitness for All Act would require the U.S. Access Board to develop and publish guidelines for implementation by the U.S. Department of Justice for exercise or fitness service providers regarding the provision of accessible exercise and fitness equipment as described by the American Society of Testing, 
and materials, allowing for the independent use by a person with a disability, including audible output and an accessible user interface. Ensure that exercise or fitness classes and instruction offered by the service provider are accessible to individuals with disabilities and ensure that the service provider makes available at least one employee who is able to assist individuals with disabilities in their use of accessible exercise or fitness equipment. When meeting with your members of Congress, be sure to share your personal experiences in attempting to use fitness, and exercise equipment at public facilities. Share what it would mean to you to have equal and independent access to the tools and resources to take charge of your health and encourage them to support reintroduction of the Exercise and Fitness for All Act. Page 4. What is Windows 10X and how is it unique from Windows 10? This article was posted by Peter Altschel, in January on ACBL and is from Bing News. Earlier in 2019, the Windows 10X platform was announced as a modular and lightweight version of the Windows 10 operating system. Windows 10X is something like a new edition of Windows 10 or a newly created UI designed for dual screen devices like Microsoft's upcoming Surface Neo and other models. One day, every device will likely run on this new Windows operating system. It's built with the help of a new modern version of Windows called Windows Core OS that has original components and features in favor of contemporary user experiences and enhanced security. Everything from the Windows shell to the underlying OS has been built with modern technologies. Windows 10X features a new shell, the user interface, that has been built with modern technologies. The user interface experience could depend on the posture of your device. Legacy shell elements, such as the control panel, file explorer, and error dialogues and icons, would not be available on Windows 10X. Microsoft has invested much time to rebuild the entire shell so it doesn't include any of the legacy things that make Windows 10 so inconsistent when it comes to UI. Features New Start Menu Microsoft has invested time to redesign the Start Menu user experience on Windows 10X operating system. Productivity is the main focus of the redesigning of the Start Menu. It features a system-wide search bar along the top and can also search via the web and a grid of installed applications below that is in place of live tiles. The apps list can be customized too with the ability for users to rearrange which apps show up in the first few rows. New Taskbar Windows 10X also consists of a new adaptive and user-friendly taskbar that features a centered design aligned. It has an attractive animation wherein, if you open an app, the Start and Task View buttons gently spread apart, giving the taskbar a much more fluid and smooth appearance. Users can now swipe up anywhere on the taskbar 
to access the Start menu on tablets, making it easier for touch users to access their apps list. The more the size of the device, the more and good the UI user interface will look. New Action Center Microsoft has taken care of the new Action Center experiences. The new Action Center puts more emphasis on quick actions, with the ability to jump into specific quick actions for further control without leaving the Action Center window at all. It includes things like volume controls, power options, and the battery percentage of the device. There's also a new UI for music control that appears in the Action Center. A new setup experience. A new UI for the Windows setup process has been implemented in Windows 10X operating system. Users could be able to select their language, signing in with a Microsoft account, and agree to terms and conditions. But unfortunately, Cortana is no longer available throughout the setup procedure. New File Explorer the legacy components of Windows, such as the Legacy File Explorer, are no longer supported in Windows 10X operating system. It means Microsoft has built a new file explorer specific to Windows 10X based on touch devices compatibility and also OneDrive has been a unique design. As Windows 10X is a web-first OS, and that includes data storing and managing on your Windows 10X device. Improved Windows Update System Windows Update, which is the most essential part of the Windows operating system, is also improving in such a way that makes it much faster on Windows 10X. The component updates and feature updates will not take as long a time to install as they do on Windows 10. The updates are now installed in the background without a reboot required until the update is done. It'll take a minimal time period to reboot your device with a new update, just like on Android and Chrome OS. It is predicted that this should result in updates that might take less than 90 seconds to reboot. Internal testing suggests it's even faster than that. This is a huge improvement over how Windows 10 does update today, which can take anywhere between 5 minutes and 20 minutes to reboot, depending on the device. Windows Protection Windows 10X features something called state separation, which is how the OS lays itself out on a drive. Windows 10 today installs everything into a single partition, which means the user can access system files, as can apps and potential attackers. On Windows 10X, everything goes into its own read-only partition, so OS files are locked away, as are app files, as are drivers, and the registry. The only thing the user and applications can access are the user partition. This also means that malware and viruses can't get in and affect the system badly 
because these programs are only able to operate in a single partition. Win32 App Support Microsoft had even stated earlier that the OS will support Win32 apps as well, and many leaks have predicted that the statement has come true. A leak of build of Windows 10X has revealed that the new operating system Windows 10X could still launch with development tools for Win32 applications as well. According to a Windows Phone Info report, the latest build of the Windows 10X features a new developer setting that will allow users to load unsigned apps, including desktop apps. Looking at a screenshot of this new setting, Microsoft has apparently built a dedicated settings page for this feature as well. Microsoft Windows 10X Usage As earlier said, Windows 10X has an interface that is designed and optimized for dual screen devices just like Surface Neo. But it is predicted that Windows 10X may come to traditional PCs in the future too. Microsoft's Surface Neo is a dual screen device with a hinge like a laptop, but if the keyboard section was replaced by a screen. Alternatively, it's like two tablets connected by a hinge. If you remember Microsoft's canceled courier concept device, it's very similar to that. Take a look at Windows 10X. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind, or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.